0: Hi, everyone. I am going to bring in my next guest, Debbie Kruzik.
1: How are you, Dr. Haseeb? Well, thank you so much for having me today. I'll just give you a quick background. I started selling Macs and PCs and software in the 80s. Then I found uh-huh. I really liked technology. So I started my own company reselling other people's software and hardware in the document management world. Mm. So um, it's very funny, Dr. Haseeb, that you were a keynote at Arma because oh. I. Okay. Ever since 1995. So pretty much that's what I've done for over 27 years, had my own company. And then I launched my ad tech-only platform, TechIn, recently. You need to have a broad thing to figure out what you like. And I found out I like technology, but I was also good at sales mm-hmm. and selling technology solutions where you were talking about mm-hmm. the that you want to market. That is a career. And I think sometimes what I've seen is people get fixated on the cybersecurity or being security when they could have a really great job being an installer and technical salesperson.
0: That is wonderful. So what topics do you want to talk about, Debbie?
1: What we've been talking about, Dr. Haseeb, is similar. I'm trying to build my platform. Its main goal is to let people see a whole broad type of technology and what's out there so they can decide what might be of interest. So you don't say, I want to do this. Well, you don't really know about that. I want people to see all kinds of opportunities and software and technology out there and be able to uh, learn from others. Mm -hmm. But I think I have the same trouble that many people have, especially in the vendor world for the background that I've come up with. They don't want to give out their information they want something in exchange. It's very interesting to struggle with that. we are all offer somebody free publicity, but they don't want it because they want somebody's email in exchange. Mm -hmm. And so I found that very enlightening. I never expected that. And so I guess, Dr. Hasib, I know you've talked about that too. How do you get people to be open-minded and go like, hey, of course, I want to share what I have without all of the marketing tools and Wanting the email and all your information to get you in campaigns without really understanding that, like you said earlier, Dr. Hussey, if they see something and they like it, they'll reach out. So, how do you get people to have the faith?
0: (laughs) Right. They don't understand that the marketing world has changed completely. Marketing world always has been about relationships. That's what we used to have before the age of the internet and the email and all this mass spamming and all these capabilities. Then what happened is that when technology came, people thought, oh my God, now my funnel, because see, they have been learning this funnel things and all that. You start with your funnel. The bigger the rim of the funnel, the more likely you're going to have more business. So they think, my God, my funnel just got gigantic with these thousands of people that I can spam now. And so they started spamming, and to a certain extent it worked for a little while, because it was okay, it was new, not that many people were doing it, so the early birds started to get the business, I suppose. But now it has become so bad, and the spam control mechanisms have become better, so all the spam is going somewhere. So now, actually, these people are struggling, and now they're coming to social media and all that, and their own content They're still in this mode of trying to collect these leads. They think of every human being as a lead, which is kind of silly because if you build relationships, you will actually have a bigger funnel. If you create a connection and the very first thing you do is a direct marketing spam in their private message, what happens? As soon as I get that, I block the person. That person is lost to me forever. Now, how idiotic is that? Why would you DM me asking me for 15, 30 minutes of my time to listen to whatever you're selling? I don't have time for that. I have 12, 13,000 connections. If everybody wanted 15 minutes of my time, would that be logical? No. If you want 15 minutes, come to this thing and talk about some educational content, and we can have a great conversation. But I don't want a sales job here. We have to change their mentality There are some people who are retrained. I have actually coached and retrained several marketing people. That is one of the courses that I do have, which is retraining them in this modern world of marketing. And the first thing they have to do is not just know about their product, they have to know. Just like I told Bishakha, they have to know what is cybersecurity. They have to know the model. They have to be able to explain that, and they have to now know which aspect of that cybersecurity model their company is addressing. They also need to know who else they can partner with, because they have to address all aspects of the model. If you want to be a value-added partner to anybody, a typical CIO isn't going to want to deal with 30 different vendors. They will probably want to deal with one value-added partner who understands my problems and I trust, and then that person brings all the right solutions for my environment so that my work is reduced, my problems are reduced. Selling is not marketing, it's really building relationships. Understanding your client is like a spouse even. Don't you work on that relationship? You always understand what, what is it that would please them and then you try to please them. It is that kind of a relationship. It's always been that kind of relationship. And then what happens? When that relationship has that level of value and trust, Then what? They don't care about the price, right? Because price always has to be under the value. Value higher, price lower, you got the sale, right? Trust is a feeling, right? Value is a feeling. So you have to generate these feelings. And it's certainly not going to happen with a DM asking for 15 minutes of my time when they haven't even read any of my work or don't even know what I do, really. I asked them, I said, have you read any of my books? No, <laughs> they haven't read anything, but they want 15 minutes of my time because I think they understand that, okay, maybe I can get to some some business. I probably can, but this is not the right way. I think they need to be trained. And I think you're kind of doing a little bit of that. The resistance is coming from the people that have closed minds. They're not willing to learn. It's okay. <laughs> you can't teach everybody.
1: That's true. <laughs> What are your thoughts about social media and where do you think things are going in privacy and all? What do you feel is going to happen with B2B marketing and social media? Do you think it'll stay like it is for a while or do you have
0: thoughts there? Social media is what we make of it. We need to be open to multiple social media because part of the problem is that these people change companies and then they change things. Who knows where it's going to be? even LinkedIn has changed quite a bit ever since Microsoft took it over. I don't know its future. So I have to be open to all kinds of platforms. So it's not like where is social media going. It's like what I want to do and which social media platform or platforms meet my needs. I get to choose. So for example, I used to be a pretty heavy Facebook user in the past, but I don't use Facebook anymore because If Facebook is not going to respect my privacy or my data or any of that, do I really want to be in that environment? I think a lot of people have fled from there also. I think social media platforms have a responsibility to do a better job of preventing breaches, preventing the lapses of privacy and things like that, or selling our data to parties that we haven't really authorized. A lot of it depends on us, but I also think that the, the advent of blockchain may change a few things. For example, right now, a lot of the fields of data are stored in the various custodial databases. At some point, I will have control over all of my fields, all of my data, all of my records, and they won't necessarily be housed in every company, centrally, as it is today. The whole economy could change in about 10 years. One of the books you might consider reading is called The Blockchain Revolution. It's a very amazing book, gives you a vision of a possible future where banking is decentralized, a lot of trade is decentralized, the environment where, say, a company like Uber that doesn't own any cars or have any employees actually make more money than the poor drivers who are doing the work. The whole model has to change. We have to take back our power. That is part of the reason that I also wrote this book, Bringing Our Greatness Out, because what has been happening is that too many other people who are not producing the value are actually making more money than we value producers, okay? See, if I'm bringing in $100 million of business, but I have a boss who's not really bringing any business or really doing even the delivery of the business, shouldn't be making two, three times my salary. In a capitalist economy, your compensation should be proportional to your contribution, to the bottom line. And the only way to get that under control is through personal branding and making sure that you never work for a single employer. That you always enterprise yourself, right? We are a company ourselves, and we should be able to sell our services to as many people as possible, and we shouldn't be selling just one service because Humans are not single dimensional either. We're multidimensional. So we should be selling multiple services.
1: I really enjoyed your book. I have read it.
0: Oh, you finished it. Good. (laughs) Yes. And I talk about that. Look, I just got into voice acting. Who would have thought that I would be getting into voice acting and producing audiobooks for others. I have five clients. I couldn't take two of them, but I'm going to have three clients. I mean, that is amazing. Because some of these clients, they want very aggressive (laughs) deadlines. They want the book finished this month. Wait a minute. I'm already working on something. (laughs) What else, Debbie?
1: I think that was it. I think we have some common. I really like the cross-brand promotion. Definitely agreed with that. And that's kind of what I'm trying to build. And that philosophy, I agree 100% with you and appreciate.
0: I think you've done a great job. I took a look at your site and I took a look at the way you've presented my material. You've done a very nice job because it looks very professional. You've provided a short summary and everything and people have information about the people and so they can contact them and all that. And it's shared in a very nice professional way. So I think that's great. I think that also matters because that also shows your brand, your passion for quality. So I think what you're doing is very, very good.
1: Thank you for having me tonight.
0: Absolutely. So, really, really enjoyed it, Debbie. Thank you.
1: Thank you.